Hello, and welcome back to the Animated Experience Network again. I'm your host, Derek Blaze, and we are here to talk some Kipo today. This is our first podcast on Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts, and this is a great show. We're going to talk all the way through it, um, throughout the season and season two and season three. But today we're doing a preview podcast, where we're just going to kind of talk about the segments we're going to have on each episode. We're going to talk a little bit about the characters of Kipo. Um, nothing too in-depth, but basically just kind of giving you a preview of what the show is about and things like that. So um, here with me today is my co-host on this project. Please welcome Elizabeth. Hello, Derek. You excited to talk some Kipo today? Oh, I'm so excited. I've been so ready for this. I, I just have to keep myself um, in check. <laughs> <laughs> hey, rambling is, is not a bad thing. So. <laughs> we just have to keep it in check a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but, I'm very excited. But we'll start off by just kind of talking about uh, what our first two segments are, and then we'll kind of go off train a little bit and talk about some characters before we go back to our segments. But, um, segment one each episode, basically how we're going to do this is we have six segments per episode. So episode one, for example, we're going to follow the structure of these six segments. So segment one is going to be the theme of the episode. So the theme of the episode could be um, friendship. It could be you know, loss, it could be um, a sad theme, basically whatever we think this theme is, this is probably going to be a fairly short segment, but Elizabeth and I will kind of go down and talk about it and just decide what we think the theme of the episode is. I'm very excited. Uh, uh, I'll just keep repeating that, but um, <laughs> the themes are really interesting and, you know, we've I've kind of watched a little bit of this um, ahead to get an idea of what we're looking at here. And um, I'm really excited about the different themes we get to talk about each episode. It's going to be fun. I agree. And I think with Kipo, there's a lot of the themes that are involved with Kipo throughout the three seasons. So I think we'll have a lot of variation to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they they have a great cast. It's um, the, the characters are so varied. Uh, just everything about it is going to be interesting. So there's so many different things that go into the theme. Exactly. But after the theme, we'll get into segment two, which is our episode recap and rundown. So this is going to be kind of a beat-by-beat uh, beat rundown of what happened in the episode. So, you know, episode one, okay, this happened, Kipo did this, and this happened. We're just going to talk through it and give our reactions to it. So, for example, for today's uh, sort of segment two of today, we're just going to kind of give you a preview of what the show is about exactly. So... Uh, Elizabeth, I don't know if you want to take that away and tell people like a little bit, what is Kipo about? If it, no, if someone's never heard about Kipo before, what is Kipo for that person? Um, Kipo is about a young girl that grew up underground in a post-apocalyptic world. And she ventures out into the outside world, the up, upside world. And um, she ends up, her journey begins there. And it's all about yes. basically um, innocence and experiencing life uh, and on her, but not. So it's really very exciting. No, I, I agree. And I, um, <laughs> what I would add to that a little bit is that on the surface world, in this Pokemon world, things have changed a lot where animals are now called mutes. And basically animals can now talk and they have different roles than they had previously. So there's different like communities of animals that do different things. 
Like, for example, there's the timber cats, which are cats that are lumberjacks. There's uh, snakes that play rock music. There's uh, frogs that dress in suits. There's bees that, like, buzz uh, melodic melodies. So, like, there's just a lot of different subsets and cultures that are now in the surface world with these different animals. And there's also something called mega mutes, which are, like, really giant-sized animals that actually can't talk. So... Uh, it's a very interesting world, and you'd think it'd be a lot to explain, but they actually explain it fairly well in the first couple episodes. Yeah, um, you know, in preparation for today's podcast, I went through the preview, as we were talking about, that's on Netflix, uh, which is where we watched this. That, that was the platform I watched mine on. And the trailer for season one, I went ahead and looked at it, and I, I love how they did the trailer, um, and I could see how they're really encapsulating the idea of what the show is. And in part of that is instantly hit with the color palette, the type of animation that they've put in there. Um, it starts out with her on a guitar and singing. So it's got the music in there. And then we immediately break out into this new world that, that's been created. And as um, Kipo walks through it, we get to see how the creators have completely remade the world for the show and how we get to experience it. And that is really exciting. I highly recommend going through and looking at the preview because it really does give you an idea of what we're going to get on this show. And like you said, the bees, um, you know, I I love them. The rave bees. (laughs) Yes. You know, um, uh, I love the timber cats. I the timber cats are the best. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I am really excited to see how they take the different animals. Yeah. The, uh, Newton moles as well. The what? The Newton moles that like, the Newton moles that oh. love astronomy. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So there's lots of different cultures in there. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I kind of like you were saying with the preview. Uh, I think the preview kind of encapsulates the show as a whole because the preview packs a lot into it, and that's what the show does as well. I mean, 23 minutes is one episode of the show. In 23 minutes, they do more in 23 minutes than a lot of dramas do in an hour. So they really pack a lot of information into 23 minutes, and it it doesn't really feel like it's actually spent in 23 minutes. Like, you watch an episode, it's like, oh, wow, the episode's already over? (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree. And they focus on more than just one character. I mean, they they manage to provide us with coherent storyline for multiple characters and points of view in that period of time. That's not easy. I agree completely, and... The show is officially over. It's uh, three seasons for the arc of the show. But honestly, in the three-season arc of the show, I think it's one of the most well-done arcs I've ever seen in a television series, period. Like, they pack so much into three seasons, and it's a really well-contained arc. So I'm really excited to talk about the whole arc. One of my favorite things is when a series is created with a completely developed idea from, I will use on here, tip to tail. Um they created this knowing what they wanted to do from beginning to end, and they did it. It's not a wandering, you know, show where suddenly exactly. you lose focus. Um, and so that's exciting as well. And 
that's what I love about where we're at with modern animation in these series is that, you know, they're coming up with these ideas encapsulating a story that isn't just open-ended. So, and, and I think Kipo is an excellent example of that. No, I agree completely. It's a really great show that really shows where animation has actually come to in this day and age, which is kind of funny too, because in 2020, they actually dropped all three seasons of the show in this year. So it was like a really big year, just, you know, kind of what came. So yeah, um, you and I have talked offline several times about the, uh, where we're at in the, um, industry right now with animation and, um, what the, you know, Sony and, um, the Marvel stuff, everything, they're owning all these things and it changed the direction that Netflix was going into. And they invested in a lot of animation and that is to our great benefit. Um, and we're starting to see the, the boom from that. Um, especially since it happened a couple years ago, they've been prepping for this. So, uh, we're in a great era and I'm very excited. I agree. Again, I, that's the word I need to remove. There's so much from my more animation mind. to come. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's so much more animation to come. And that's why I'm so excited about what we're doing here is we don't just have this content. We have, you know, content that we've already gone over, all of those shows that we, we really love, and then stuff coming up. Incredible. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. But yeah. we'll kind of move on to our next segment, though. Our segment three, this is going to be our segment that's unique to this show. And we're calling this unmuted sounds. And we're calling it that for a reason because, you know, the mutes of the uh, surface world, you know, the mutes really uh, play into this show a lot. So the unmuted sounds is basically going to be a lot to do with the music of the show. But if there's no like music in one episode, it could just be any kind of sounds of the show. You know, like maybe um, there's some unique sounds like uh, that they had in the backdrop or you never know what it could be, but this is going to be unmuted sounds. We're going to talk about the sounds of the episode, maybe the music, maybe there's a song in there, maybe there's like a really unique intro, anything that has to do with sounds for that episode. So um, I'm really excited to talk about this because honestly, the music of Kipo is so unique and so original, and I just love it. If I said I was pumped for this segment, would that be too much of a pun? <laughs> <laughs> no, not uh, at all. <laughs> no, I, I am thrilled that we're doing this because, as you and I talked about, again, it's such a unique as aspect of the show. Again, in going back to the preview that I looked at, it immediately starts out with Kipo on a guitar singing. And she tells the, like, she gives you the synopsis of what we're going over in her exactly. lyrics. And so you can see that the, you know, what the show creators and, and the writers and developers have done is they've seriously interwoven music as a main pillar of the show. Um, and that's part of the reason why I loved your idea of focusing on it because it's so clear. When I went and did a little research on IMDb, I, I looked to see what um, some of the opinions were of folks just to see, you know, how, how much this is just today. And what I saw so much was people talking about the music and so many people connected yeah, to I, the I show through the music and not through the, all the other things that we've already talked about. So this is an exciting, uh, I, I'm going to have to remove that word from my vernacular, but it is a thrilling <laughs> segment for us to do because I believe it is one of the main things that bring people to the show. Yeah. And there's definitely a lot of songs on this show too, that I could literally just listen to that song over and over again. Cause it's such a good song in its own right. I um, mean, you know, yeah. one of the big songs of the show is heroes on fire. Like heroes on fire is such a good song. 
Um, this is definitely more your segment than mine. Not that I absolutely adore music. I love it. But I'm not a connoisseur of modern sounds. And Kipo is very much about modern, um, not necessarily modern music, but modern aesthetics to music. Um, which means that, you know, I like the tempo and all, but I am not familiar with a lot of the music that they've played. And so it was, um, it's more informative for me and I get to, you know, have fun. Some of the things, of course, I recognize, but, um, this is going to be a segment that I think will be very interesting to delve into that I will have more opinion on how I enjoyed it the first time. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to dive into it. So. Yeah. <laughs> But segment four today, we're going to stop down and talk about a little bit more today because this is going to be our character MVP and LVP rankings. And for each show on the network, we're calling our MVP and LVP something different. So for Kipo, we're going to call the MVP of the episode the Hero on Fire. Which hero relates heavily, on Fire! <laughs> which relates uh, heavily to that song that I mentioned, you know, um... <laughs> If you've watched the show, then you'll understand why Hero on Fire makes sense, because <laughs> yes. it really relates to the show very well. Um, and our LVP, that's going to be our Gilded Frog Award. And that also will make sense as you watch the show. Uh, we're not going to spoil, you know, the whole show now, but you'll understand what a Gilded Frog is uh, <laughs> at some point in the show. So <laughs> I, I love the frogs. And... Uh... I feel like as we go on with the show, um, which I love the MB MVP, LVP stuff that we're going to do. Um, and I want to talk about the characters in just a second, but, um, it just, the Gilded Frogs just remind me of the frog characters and I absolutely adore them. And, um, I think this is something that they have done. Other animators have done with frogs in the past in other, um, like movies. I'm thinking of the, the, Frog princess, the princess frog, um, that they had right. at Disney. You know, there was a couple of them and it's just this really cool aesthetic, um, that they do. And I'm, I'm excited about it, but for the characters. Okay. Do we want to go into the characters of the show right now? Um, and who, or who we're introduced to in the preview? Yeah, we'll definitely get into that in a second. I just want to mention briefly that, um, with these MVP LVP things, we're both going to give out one each per episode. So basically I'll give out one and Elizabeth will give out one. And then I also want to mention too that throughout the season, we're going to have one season long award that we can give out specially. So basically we're going to have the hero on fire of the season, essentially that if say I give that out in episode three to a character, that character gets three points instead of the usual one point for the MVP. And uh, Elizabeth will get the same thing. So, like, for the LVP, it'll be the Gilded Frog of the season, basically. So that's going to be negative three points for that character for the season. So, essentially, we're going to keep track throughout each episode of what characters' totals are. But throughout the season, we get one time each where we can uh, give a plus three or a minus three instead of just the regular plus one or minus one. So I think that'll be kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be fun. I'm going to be keeping track of it on my spreadsheet. And, um, we will see how it goes over the season and who is the, uh, is the, the main winner, right? Are we going to have like a, are we going to have a, a final at the end and summarize who wins? Are we going to have a smackdown? <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny you say that because at the end of each season, we will have 
um, kind of a reality show competition with the characters, and that's going to be using a totem pole simulation, and we'll see who wins. And I actually said, if you've already listened to our preview with John for the listeners, um, I had mentioned as a possibility in that preview that maybe the winner of this uh, fake simulation, maybe they get to go into the next season of the show with a one-point advantage. Oh, that's yeah. Kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I love that kind of thing. Absolutely. Because I was kind of thinking, like, maybe we could give a point advantage to the character at the end that gets the most, you know, MVPs and, and you know, like, we give handicapped out, right? You know. <laughs> I think that makes sense, too. Yeah, yeah. maybe the winner yeah. of the uh, reality show gets a one-point advantage for the next season, and maybe the winner of the MVP awards gets a point advantage, too. So right, and then or the LVP gets a negative point or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I love this idea. It's so much fun building our own you know, rules on the game. Um, yeah, and I know you're a big fan of reality TV, so I think it's going to be kind of fun to do that podcast where we have like a fake uh, season with these characters. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, have them go head to head. <laughs> you know, so talking about the characters in the preview, we immediately see Kipo and she's singing. And then, um, uh, you know, a big bird breaks in and then, you know, she's calling for her dad. She's trying to find him. And then she sees a couple characters, which is, um, Benson, who's a young boy. And then we see Wolf, who's also a young character who's kind of wearing a wolf outfit. And, um, I love them in the preview. Uh, I thought it was interesting. If, if I gave MVP and LVP, if I gave, um, a hero on fire and a gilded frog for the preview. I would have to give hero on fire to wolf <laughs> in the preview. Wolf he was is a great, great character, and yeah, um, you might think that the show is named after Kipo, that Kipo might immediately win. But honestly, um, I think there's a lot of characters, including Wolf, that might give Kipo a run for money. Yeah, absolutely. And then the LVP I would have to give in the preview to Benson because does not represent who Benson is in the show at all. Um, but, uh, very, it was, it was good to see him in there, but I was like, ah! And then, you know, after watching the episodes and stuff and then seeing the preview again, I'm like, right. how they undersold Benson. <laughs> well, I think you make an interesting point there too that the, um, Gilded Frog and the Hero on Fire, that's going to be our own criteria, you know, whatever we feel like. I mean, the audience might not agree with our criteria for that episode, but, you know, I can give like an LVP award just because, um, somebody said like a line I really hated or like, you know, they made like one wrong move that I really hated or something yeah. like that and I really stuck on it. Or, you know, you can give an MVP award just because, oh, well, this character really made me laugh at this one scene. Like, so it's basically our own criteria is whatever we're feeling for the week. Yep. That's fantastic. So completely arbitrary and reductive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just how we like the ratings. <laughs> no, that's, that's how Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think that um, it's going to be a, a fun segment for us, and I, I foresee uh, some, you know, fun debates and little discussions back and forth about um, agree or disagreement between ourselves. And hey, if the audience uh, should, the, um, you have an opinion. You let us know. We're going to be uh, providing um, contact at the end of uh, the the initial. Once we launch the the initial episodes, that's when we'll be giving out the official ones. But you know, exactly. give us your feedback. Let us know what you think, um, and uh, tell us why 
well, any of this stuff, but why, you know, hey, I, I'd love to hear about the preview. Why do you think, who do you think is the, the gilded frog and the hero on fire? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Get at us. I mean, let us know, you know, why we're wrong on our choices. Yeah. We can take it, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Derek can take it. I don't know. I, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you did mention Kipo Force, you know, that's our main character. You mentioned Wolf a little bit, who is uh, kind of her best friend and a character that was raised by wolves. She's a really cool character and a big part of the story. You mentioned Benson a little bit. Uh, we didn't really get to who Benson is too much, but we find out in an episode much later on in the series more of Benson's backstory. But Benson is kind of a... Um, He's a great friend, I would say, and he's definitely a character that uh, has a lot more humor to him than Keepo Wolf, for sure. You know, what's interesting is all of the characters are on their own journey. And, you know, um, I don't want to go too much into any of it and give anything away. Uh, We haven't even come to my favorite character yet, but we didn't see him in the previous side. I don't know. You know, we didn't give a name to him in the previous, so uh, I'll hold off. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about my favorite character afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the other two that are basically the other two characters in the main group that we have throughout the series are Dave and Mondu. Do you want to tell who Dave and Mondu are a little bit? Um, uh, Mondu is a little mutated piggy. Um, with lots of eyes and ears and he's just adorable and kind of the Scooby of the, of the gang, right? Yeah, um, exactly. And then, oh, Dave, my favorite character, just because, uh, he is absolute chaos. Um, I love Dave and uh, one of the things I am going to want to keep track of is Dave's evolution each episode, if I can be as vague as possible. <laughs> hey. No, we can definitely do that. I mean, Dave has a lot of different forms throughout the series, <laughs> and it's really fun to see his different forms. So yeah. He has, like, you know, whiny teenage form. He has, like, old Dave. You know, yeah. I think there's a lot of different forms. Of Dave, uh, so. <laughs> I, I adore Dave. And, uh, um, you know, as I said, he's he's my favorite character Purely for the nonsensical, chaotic aspect of him, um, Dave's the straw, straw that stirs the drink. You know, he's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave is definitely, I'd say, the, the funniest of the group. Yeah. So. <laughs> but then we have some other characters that are um, not in the main group, but appear a lot in the show. We have Kipo's parents, Leo and Song Oak. Who I think, uh, her, both of her parents play a big role in the series. I, I love the characters of both her parents, honestly. Mm. I love them. And what I really like about it is, you know, um, how do I say this without giving anything away? The lessons and values that she got from her parents continue to teach her along the way. And right. that is how it continues to string the, the theme along. And for anybody that's had parents, regardless of where they are now, that's something that we can all relate to. And um, Definitely. I, I like how they do the parents in this a lot. No, I agree completely. And you learn more and more about her parents throughout the series. Like season one, you don't get a lot of content on her parents, but season two and three, you get a lot more. So 
it's kind of like a slow burn where you lead up to more stuff. Yeah. Um, but then we have a really big character throughout the series. And honestly, um, a character that really has a lot of transformation throughout the series. We won't talk here too much because we'll avoid spoilers here. But Hugo uh, Oak or Scarlamane is a really big character. And this is a mandrel uh, with the theme of the show, a mandrel that can talk, you know, because um, characters in the show can talk. And this mandrel uh, plays a big role in all the seasons in different ways. And it's basically a mandrel that was adopted by Kipo's parents, but we won't say more than that. So. Um. Yeah. Another complex, great character, and the name Scarlamane. I mean, I like. I just I adore that name, Scarlamane. It's great. It's a. It's a great. You know, bad guy name. Um, a great play on words, and the whole Charlemagne thing is on point. So I, I really I liked it. It was great, and um, I think they do a great job of making complex characters like we were talking about. And, you know, when I talked about how everybody's Definitely. on their own journey, that doesn't preclude the bad guys or the complex characters or the anti-heroes. You know, it's, it's, they do a journey for everybody, good or bad. I agree. But I would say that the next character I'm going to mention probably I would say is the least complex character out of the <laughs> show's history. Um, and this is Dr. Amelia. Um, Dr. Amelia, we don't really <laughs> see a lot of sides to her. Um, she is a villain character that you're going to see later in the series, but we won't spoil, you know, much more than that. But she is a character that, um, you know, well, I, I guess I'll just keep it as she's a villain because I don't want to give anything away. But, yeah, I mean, so. I think the best way to describe her without giving anything away is for her, the ends justify the means. Right. That's a good way to put it, yes. And, you know, that's never... very manipulative as well. And that's also a very black and white opinion that she can hold, which means that it's hard to have nuance. Yeah. Um, but each episode, that doesn't mean we're not going to break it down and doesn't mean there isn't nuance within that in itself or something that there's an aspect or, you know, um, I always, so when it comes to villains on any show, the whole, you know, I did this, um, because to prove that you're just as bad as me, any of those things never fly with me. I'm like, that's a ridiculous, you know, like, no, I didn't do this because I'm a bad person. I did this because you made me protect something. And so um, what I like to discuss about these things is how the argument of the villain and how they try to turn it on the hero and, you know, um, how that is so wrong. <laughs> They're so wrong. But I love having those discussions and really, you know, working it out. Like, how is they? how are they wrong? And, you know, if you think the ends justify the means, oh, how does that work out? And what does that really, how does that thought experiment play out? Let's say we do succeed at this. So those are things that I think we can go into at, at different times. Um, even though she's kind of one note, I think there's a lot to take from it. No, I agree. I think there's a lot to take about everything with this. I mean, and yeah. um, I think, you know, she has some backstory that we see at some point, but we won't get into her backstory now. But um, I think it does give a little bit of insight into why she is the way she is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, you, you want to get that idea, or at least... Yeah, again, they fill 
they fully try to form uh, each character and provide them with different facets and not just putting them into a position to create a story, but having the story kind of fold around the natural actions. And so the writing is, that goes down to writing, that goes down to storyline, that goes down to creators. And they just, you know, they got all the good people behind this, you know, and, and we can see it in the end product in being able to talk about the villain as a simple yet complex character. No, I agree. And I think they do a great job with, even with the supporting characters too. Um, yeah. You know, we have a long list of supporting characters. We'll talk about a few of the, you know, more prominent ones, but each group has, um, leaders in the group. And some of these leaders are very interesting as well. Like we have, uh, good billions and bad billions are the leaders of the Newton Wolves. We have Cotton, who is the leader of the Umlaut Snakes. We have, um, Hogue, who is the member of the underground community and kind of a leader in that community. We have the leaders of the Timbercats. Molly Yarn Chopper and probably my favorite character in the whole series, Yum Yum Hammerpaw. Uh, Yum Yum is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, The names are amazing. The Timber Cats are fantastic. Um, Again, don't want to give anything away. I just, in my mind, I'm I'm seeing all the different scenes of these different factions and uh, um, how interesting and fun they are. Yeah, I mean, Yum Yum, I just love as a character. Like, he had, he honestly has a lot of growth throughout the series as yeah. well. And I, I meet him in episode three, so we won't, you won't have to wait too long to meet him. But, um, in episode three, you get to meet Yum Yum, and Yum Yum is amazing. And the Timber Cats are really cool. So <laughs> I can't wait to meet them. You know, um, the Ron Moore, who is the, one of the writers, I think this his name is correct for, he did Battlestar Galactica. Um, he's worked on a ton of shows, but I saw a, um, which I'm a huge Battlestar Galactica fan, but I saw a, uh, behind the scenes thing. And when they were writing that show, they're in the writer's room and he went to the whiteboard and he just wiped it all out, he wiped it all out. And he went up and he just write, it's about the characters, stupid. And that's it. And that stayed up there for years. And I love that story because I feel like if you watch a really good show that you love it, in that writer room, somewhere they have a sign that says, it's about the character, stupid. And that's what they do on this show. And as you were saying, all the the side characters, all these little ones, they all change and they the story affects them and we get to see how their journey goes. And it no character is the same as they were at the beginning of the show because they wrote it about characters. So I, I just love that. I, honestly, there's so many characters in here that we could spend all day talking about them, but I just want to quickly mention two other ones that are really important, especially in season one. Uh, we have Jamak, who is a mod frog that is trying <laughs> to capture Kiko early on. And Jamak is a really interesting and funny character. He kind of has a lot of comic relief. Um, the mod frogs are basically frogs with suits, but you'll get to meet Jamak pretty early in the series. I think Jamak is really cool. And another character, which, um, along with Yumyun, this is one of my favorite characters as well, especially as you see, um, in season two and three, this character come back a little bit. Mulholland. Uh, Mulholland is a really interesting character and it's basically a sentient colony of tardigrades that, uh, traps people in the dream world. And it's really interesting. Uh, tardigrades! 
you know, I cannot believe um, the resurgence or the surgeons that tardigrades have had. I remember learning about them in school and, you know, like a tardigrade can last any, can, uh, they will last in the um, void of space. The temperature doesn't matter. They will rehydrate. You can boil them. You can fry them. You can, um, they could be in radio. They, they will survive. They survive. Tardigrades are amazing. Um, on Star Trek, they, they, they're also called water bears. And on, um, Star Trek, they had a character, but, uh, I was so excited, uh, for Mulholland simply because I, and this is an aspect we haven't talked about, but Kipo, there's science involved in it in the sense of um, the scientific process, investigating, just different things are kind of a part of the show. And seeing a tardigrade in there, I just died. I was like, I love it. The nerd in me just freaked out. <laughs> no, and honestly, I think Mulholland, um, especially in season two and three, you're really going to see um, a lot more interesting aspects of that as well. So. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we have, you know, other characters we didn't mention too, but um, those are some of the main ones you're going to need to know for season one, especially. And season two and three, you're going to find a lot more interesting ones as well. But those are kind of the main characters of the show. So um, next we'll kind of go into segment five. Segment five is going to be our episode ratings and rankings. So we're going to give a rating out of 10, and it's going to be a 10th uh, of the decimal place rating. So like you can give a 9.2, you can give a, you know, 7.5, you can give a straight up four, whatever you want for a rating. Um, I'll give a rating and then Elizabeth will give a rating. And then we're also going to have our co-hosts on the network, uh, John and Crystal give a rating as well until we get some audience submissions because we want your submissions of your ratings. We want all of you to submit your ratings to us and let us know what you think for each episode because we're trying to rank each episode and figure out what the best episodes people are. Yeah, um, well, I would like to say that my official rating for the preview that I saw, <laughs> I'm already keeping track of all of this, Derek. It's just, uh, I can't help hey, it. Hey, that works. Um, that works. I'm officially giving the preview, just the preview. Now, this won't, this won't be included in the episode ratings compiled this. But I think this preview, an 8.5 out of 10 tardigrades. That's pretty solid, though. Okay. So, um, I loved it because it immediately told us the palette, the music, the characters, and the theme of the show. And I think it also made it very interesting. So um, that is why I present my rating of 8.5 tardigrades. And we may give different, maybe each time it's a different rating of what? You know, this time it's targeted. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. We'll, we'll keep changing it up. You know, it might be like um, ratings of mega dogs or yes. <laughs> what it is. Now, do you have a rating for the preview? Would you like to submit one for our unofficial list? <laughs> uh, I don't because I didn't rewatch the preview before this. But <laughs> okay, good. Well, hey, that's excellent. And uh, I like I like our, our truth. You know, back and forth. <laughs> yeah. No, I, but really, I. Just, I mean, I, I kind of remember the preview, but I don't remember enough to give a rating right now. No, so. no, I, I just, um, you know, I was prepping so much, I was so excited for all of this, and I didn't. Okay, let me quick watch the preview. Just you know, um, I wanted to kind of do a practice run for. Us, so. <laughs> At least you got the practice. Done. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
but yeah, please, you know, when we um get underway and we get this launch, please send in your ratings for each episode because we'd love to hear them and they'll help us get more accurate readings of what everyone thinks. But lastly, we're going to close off with segment six. That's going to be our last segment of each episode. That's going to be our show closing. So that's just going to be, uh, we're going to drop our Twitter links, um, you know, our email, how to contact us, things like that. And also any announcements we have. So we have any announcements of like, oh, we're going to do a special podcast on, you know, um, this topic, or we're going to do a special podcast on this. Um, if we have like a contest going on or, Anything like that, um, that'll be kind of where you hear that. So that'll just be your announcements and kind of ending section. And, you know, in the sphere of that, um, we'll kind of shout out our Twitters now if we have any. So, I mean, for me, if you want to find me, it's going to be at Derek Blaze or at Blaze Experience. Um, either one of those is going to work. At Derek Blaze is obviously my name. Uh, at Blaze Experience, that's a podcast that I created uh, about gaming. I use that Twitter handle a lot as well, so either one of those is fine to reach me. We're going to have show-specific Twitter handles and emails. By the time we hit episode one, we don't have them yet, but you'll see them in the show notes of this when this releases. And Elizabeth, what is your Twitter handle? (laughs) My Twitter handle is ridiculous. Okay, so, you know... I went, I'm on my phone and I'm trying to create one for the show so that, you know, you don't have to just be inundated with pictures of my dog. And I went through this whole thing and all of a sudden I look and it's created my Twitter handle for me all on my, all on its own. Um, I, I believe I have to change it. It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I, yeah, that's going to be hard to remember. Yeah. I, so I, I, I sent it to Derek. So again, just, I don't mean to be a tease. Uh, I said I'd have it for this one, but I don't. It's going to have to be for the next one. I will now have an unused Twitter handle with various numbers on the end, uh, that will never have any content on it. <laughs> <laughs> just to say it one time for historical purposes though, okay, okay. This, uh, this Twitter handle is <laughs> Elizabeth B-L-I-V-A-B-E and then 1019-8751 so if you can remember that you know, you can find that Twitter handle and follow it but uh, yeah. she's going to try to get it which actually, just as a little side note, Futurama, one of my all-time favorite animated shows, um, uh, in it there's an episode in which, uh, I had my hand over my mouth, but hopefully, um, there's an episode in which Bender joins a church, and it's a robot church, and their prayers go like this. One zero zero one zero zero one one zero zero one two. <laughs> Well, at least you're part of that. Though. Yeah, so I think my Twitter handle is like in that theme, like it, but uh, that will yes, not be exactly. the Twitter handle that it is for public consumption. It is ridiculous, <laughs> and I will fix this. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, yeah, no. and, and as I said as well, we'll have uh, a Twitter handle specifically for this show and an email for this show. We're going to have all of that ready for you by the time this launches. Uh, this is being recorded pre-launch, but by the time you hear episode one. Um, and by the time you see this, we'll have it. Just look in the show notes of this episode and you'll see it there. And when we record episode one, we should be able to shout them out on episode one itself. So look out for that in episode one. But this is just the preview podcast. So we don't have all that stuff ready yet. But, 
Um, that's kind of our Kipo preview. So, you know, Elizabeth, do you have anything else to say about our, our Kipo preview here? No, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity for us to do this show. I am thrilled. I have more to say about these shows than any adult woman should. But hey, that's why we are doing that's this, good, right? That's good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I am uh, looking forward to the different podcasts and uh, um, I can't wait to talk about you know, as I said, my, my cartoons, my shows, you know, this is what I love. I love, I, I love, um, you know, more positive, happy things. And, um, you know, sometimes you can digest the thing a lot better when they're in beautiful colors with great music behind it. And Kiko definitely has the best music of all. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I'm excited to talk more about Kiko with you and hopefully our audience is ready to listen about it because uh, we're going to have a lot of Kiko coming at you. You know, we're going to have weekly episodes once we launch. So uh, I hope you're ready for it because we're definitely excited to talk about it. Okay. Well, I am uh, thrilled that we're doing it. And I can't wait to hear people give us feedback as well. Definitely. They'll tell us, you know, why our Gilded Frog of the Week is wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Derek. And uh, uh, this has been great. Can't wait to keep talking. Same here. Thank you for joining me today, and we will see you all in episode one when we finally get into this for real. So look out for episode one. That'll be our first official uh, rundown of this. So can't wait, and we will see you there. Bye, everyone. Bye.